Hey gang, now that one tank is emptied and the other is refilled, let's continue. My mom was, I don't know, consistory or deacon or whatever. She was on the board. Mm -hmm. And apparently there was another parent whose son was gay. That was a member of the church. Another board member. Okay. And they put out a survey and just basically let the entire congregation vote if gays should be permitted in the church. And by a slim majority, they voted no. Of course. And so now the board has to write this letter with the results. And the, the board was a much higher majority in favor of no. Mm-hmm. So they worded the letter. No? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, let's say that's, say 10 board members, eight of them were in, in the no. And oh, mom and this yeah. other lady were the only two, as I remember it. Maybe that's not exactly accurate, but as I remember it, they were the only two that maybe a third uh, that were for it, not representative wow. of the actual numbers of the congregation. And letter that got written was more reflecting of the board's um, okay. opinion Position. than it was the yeah. actual congregation. There was no no tally as to what the score was. Yeah. Uh, just that it was voted. Uh, um, and I even think they said something like overwhelmingly in favor of omitting the gay community. That to me and, is obscene. I mean, absolutely unconscionable. Yeah. Absolutely. Obs- it's, I do. And and mom I, and dad, to their credit, I was I wasn't even living at home anymore. I was in the Secret Service mm-hmm. when this happened. I hadn't been and, to that church in years at that time. And out at that time. Yeah, to then at least. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, you know, what I level I was at within the service, but you know, definitely okay. to the family. And Randy kind of sort of already was going to another church with Kristen, mm-hmm. his wife. He's the middle one. The baby, Ryan, who's 42 <laughs> years old now or whatever, um, he lived in the D.C. area with his wife because she also is in government, and he works mm-hmm. for a company down there. So um didn't really matter to us, but it you know, still mattered to, I, th- I say, and I think Ryan agrees with me, mom and dad started going back to church more regularly after I came out. Like they have some feeling that they've got to pray for my soul kind of thing because, you know, God doesn't oh. like gays. Oh, I think no. they're very, they're very accepting of me. Um, and you. have, been. yeah, but I see, I mean, there's like uh, these little biblical handbooks by the toilet and, and no. all kinds of things that were not there through my high school years. Flat out. Don't tell me they were a mom. They weren't. Wow. And and I I I think that has a, a reason why I, I'm not certain about that. And mom might just come back and say, "No, we were bored. You were all out of the house. We needed something to do." Okay. <laughs> but but um, you feel it was she's not being totally. You feel she's not being no. Totally um, not not that she's not being totally truthful. It's just that. Uh, why never really came up. Okay. Um, 
you know, why, why get back into actively going to church never really came up. And yeah, I'm proud of her for standing her ground. She and that other mom, if I remember correctly, wanted to also write their own letter. Right. And were basically told they could write whatever they want, but they have to pay for it. Really? Yeah. And, <sighs> and so they left. Um, I don't know. I think they're back in like Bechtelsville at a church now. Uh, yeah, back in Washington. Yeah. They're at a church or, um, Randy had started going to one up in like Fleetwood, mm-hmm. Fleetwood, um, Hamburg area, mm-hmm. uh, because I it's attended, one that my great grandmother went to. I attended a church in Fleetwood for a while following a pastor that Paul really liked. Um, and then he retired totally. So, you know, I came back to St. Andrews in the Rollinville, but yeah. Wow. Um, so, so My your reason that, has to do with politics. Yeah, and and a perhaps also literal translation of the Bible itself anyway. You know, having read the Bible cover to cover through college history classes, um, it doesn't say go to church every Sunday. <laughs> no, I guess it doesn't. It says remember the Sabbath day. And keep it holy. And keep it holy. Right. That tells me I can do whatever the hell I want. Mm-hmm. It does. And I, well, Paul and I, I don't know if I told you this before, but when we were in Colorado, um, we were searching. I think I told you this. Um, we were in Colorado searching for a church, and we went to different churches, congregations, and you know, to try them out. And we thought we found one until the minister was berating the fact that people were not in church one Sunday, they were out in the mountains instead. And that did it for us because to me, yeah. there's to us, there's no more holy place than mother nature. Yeah. So, and, and that's you it. know, that's, feeling that's, that judgmental that. tone. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, and and so I, we haven't felt it necessary since then. Right. Since then, and I am just shy. And Craig wrote a bit. He, 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 I forget what the phrase was. My memory. Shit. Anyway, Craig said. Good to hear you swear once in a while. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Anyway. uh, (laughs) Wow. Am I missing out on something? (laughs) Oh, yes, you are. (laughs) I know all the words. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, I know all the words. Anyway. Um, Craig said one of his friends is just a something shy of being a Buddhist, and that pretty much describes me. You know, I yeah. studied one of my favorite. You know, I have several favorite. I had several favorite, favorite, favorite courses beyond all the English literature things I took in college. Two of my favorite courses were contemporary art and comparative religion. Because wow. at that particular time in my life, I was, what do you say, obsessive, I suppose, in talking about what, you know, why are we here? What's the meaning of life? What, you know, who said, what is God? You know, how are we supposed to live? You know, is, is you know, is the God that I've been brought up in a myth? Is it, uh, what, what? So I 
during college, spent lots and lots of time questioning, lots and lots of time reading, same thing after college, you know, that kind of thing. Joined lots of discussion groups, loved talking about religion and all that kind of stuff. And I forget where I was going with this, but. Um, <laughs> uh, like you were saying that that I was a that was a favorite class and, and favorite. Oh yes, yes, comparative religions, and I'm just shy yeah. of being a Buddhist, is what it is. Yeah, yeah right, pretty much. But um, so my yeah. whole thing with going to church versus yeah. remembering the Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. Good. I can have a church anywhere I'm at. Yep. And I got it. I want to get back into doing it. While I was homeschooling Zach. Part of our physical fitness would be the first thing we do in the morning would get up and go for a walk before eating anything, before coffee, before anything. First thing, get dressed and go. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't necessarily we had to run, although he did. Mm -hmm. I tried it, said, fuck that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no. Uh, and I don't do it with Matrix, or I didn't do it with the dogs, I, because mm-hmm. I know they want to stop every 10 feet. It was a exactly. walk. Exactly. It was a walk. And I would go the four blocks from here out to the entire, not just the, the canals in my backyard and whatever, but the four blocks out to the Gulf of Mexico. Nice. And back. And that would be like a 20, 30-minute walk. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, a, it's a mile and a half round trip. Um, nice. To, I, I would go the four blocks out and then the block down to the end of that last side street and there's an empty lot there that's right on the water and uh, i would just sit there and go yeah i don't need this is my church service yeah and i'm doing this every day yeah yeah no i understand that yep and but why i, I want to yeah. go anywhere that doesn't yeah. welcome me exactly and then they worship a guy that hangs out with 12 of his other guy buddies that's a little gay <laughs> you think <laughs> well, I like the name that and he leaves I'm sure on a Wednesday for a rave. <laughs> he leaves on a Wednesday for a rave and doesn't come back till Sunday. He went to the white party. <laughs> well, one of the memes I like, and I'm sure I mentioned this on a previous episode, was that you know, uh, uh, Jesus was not a Christian, Buddha was not a Buddhist, yep, Muhammad was not a Muslim. They were teachers, and what they taught was love. So that says it all for me. And so there doesn't need to be a denomination. There doesn't need to be a faction. There doesn't need to be anything structural. Although I totally, totally, as I said previously in this episode, totally love music that lifts one's soul. I mean, I love it. And some people like the other parts of the uh, service, like, you know, the whole Catholic mass and so forth. My sister-in-law right. really, you know, gets in the beauty of that. Love the stained glass windows. Love all. It, it's, beaut- it's beautiful. Um, beautiful. So I don't deny people who, I mean, I wouldn't deny, of course, ever, but um, I can understand that yep. people like to go to church for, you know, assorted regions. And some of them, you know, go to church because, um, and, and I had a lot of joy in this aspect too. One of the preachers, pastors at St. Andrews was really, was really well read, shall we say. And so Mifford. his, his no, 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 Don Zeter. 
Okay. But he was very well read and had an, and a lot of people didn't like him for this reason, but I did. He had an intellectual edge to him, an academic kind of edge to him, which I really responded to a lot. And so um, I got a lot out of his sermons. On the other hand, I loved, uh, as my husband did, Pastor Klein, Reverend Klein. He's the guy who went to Hawaii to marry us, and he was with my husband oh, wow. and his and his buddies growing up. But his sermons were very, very down to earth, very, very, very. I I loved them because they were very simple, and I mean, simple messages, simple examples, yeah. you know, and just I just loved them for that reason. So, you know, I. I enjoyed that part a lot, but I can, and it's kind of the same or, and or better, but I can read something inspirational and that works for me too. Yeah. So, and then I don't have the people aspect that sometimes gets in my way. So uh, I miss the music. Yeah. I miss the music. Although sometimes I think I like singing so much that it's takes that it's not, it's not what, I'm not focusing on the message as much as I'm focusing on the joy of just making music. So, you know, anyway, there's that. That's that's, my story. Pete Townsend said that nobody just sits and listens to music anymore. It's always playing (laughs) in the background. So, I mean, yeah, that, that you can just sit and listen and and just enjoy it. You know, that's a good thing. Well, I, I make it and I love, I love singing. So let me, uh, so that's you and I, and that's a lot of, um, that's a lot of, that's a lot of personal expression. Now, let me, let me go into Craig's essay here. He said, somewhat surprisingly, what tops the list for reasons for non-attendance is that people, and you talked about this a little bit, and I did too, felt judged by others in the church. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it, you know, anything from homosexuality to tobacco use may earn the disapproval of outright condemnation of an individual church member or a whole congregation. Yeah, and I've had some experience with that as well. I mean, I had a very, very dear friend who uh, had been a member of St. John's Lutheran Church forever. And then when they needed to make a decision about about gays and or about women in being pastors and um, sort of in the hierarchy of the church structure. Um, yep. They didn't believe in that. And I couldn't believe. And what that year was that? Friend, what year was Oh, Don't ask me. I don't know. I don't okay. know. But I mean, still, you're yeah. back from Colorado. At yes. This point. Yes. Yeah. And this is a good friend of mine. Yeah. And it's like, how, how, how did I not know that? How did I, how did, but yes, it's okay for them to be this, this, and this deacon and deaconess, but it's not okay for them to be in charge of a con- of leading a congregation. And I Mary wouldn't have done that. Yeah. I, anyway, that shocked me. And so they started their own church their own Lutheran church in the area, which is, you know, going strong today. And a good friend of mine is still a part of it and other people I know. And I'm. Which one is that? 
It's called Living Faith <coughs> in New Berlinville. Used to be the Even Evangelical United Brethren Church. The EUB ended up um, combining with the Methodist to become the United Methodist Church. And so the church building was empty. So this Living Faith faction from St. John's Lutheran Church um, started using the building, bought the building, has done really, really well. Is it the one right on Reading Avenue by the Cumberland Farms? or You got it. At that yep. intersection? Yeah. Okay, yep. good. Yep, yep. That was always a cute little church. It is. It yeah. is, and I'm sad that there are judgmental people who go there. Anyway, second. Oh, wait, 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 the, 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 the New Berlinville, is that the, is that the one where your friend goes that is mm -hmm. anti-woman mm -hmm. and anti-gay? Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. I just. Yep. And then they ask, you know, other judgmental shit, like what would Jesus do? Yeah, really? Really? I don't know. What do you think Mary did in his church? Right. Right. Anyway, judgment. The second one, next on the list is the feeling of being lectured. Well, that's, um, I guess, how I felt in Colorado. Yeah. When I was supposed to be in church and not in the mountains. So I have that. That's, that's back part in the of day, it. That's I what it was. Two out of two for me. Yeah, think about <laughs> colonial times, though. When, when that's what you went to church all day for. Well, yes. And the medieval church was the place of learning and culture and art because they didn't have it any other place. And it was a really important thing because it allowed people to, to learn and to be in the presence of people who were learned and be in the presence of beautiful things stained glass windows and crucifixes and all those things. All right. Third objective is that active church members are hypocrites. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, look at all the Republicans down here that want to close the borders. And then they worship one of the most famous uh, refugees in history. Mm -hmm. That's not what Again, Jesus did. You said it already. What would Jesus do? A lot of people... Yeah. Don't follow it at all. I can really get into that one. Okay, the fourth and final reason why people don't attend church, the Schultzes have found, and this comes from, by the way, um, um, this comes from a, I'll get it, just a minute, a study contained in Gabe Lyons and David Kahneman's book, Unchristian. Okay. Anyway, so um, the fourth and final reason the first is the complaint that the prevailing image of God promoted by contemporary Christian church is irrelevant to the lives of most contemporary Americans, followed by the admission that those who don't attend church would still like to know that God is real and that he or she or they cares about them as individuals. So it's like... The, what the mystery of it is irrelevant and yet 
they're not feeling the love. Does that make sense? I'm not sure yeah. that hangs together right or that yeah. I'm explaining it right. But, you know, for me today, I have always said, and I said this to Craig as well, you know, knowing what God is or what that works is above my pay grade. There's no way I'm ever going to know what, you know, why we're here, how we got here, where we're going, all those kinds of things. I just got to do what I do while I'm here. And right. I, I, there's too much to do. And so I quit all those discussions, groups that I had been part of. I don't generally talk religion. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. It's beyond, it's beyond my life. It's beyond my life at this particular point. So now the, the, the most fascinating thing though, in uh, Craig's essay, or one of the most fascinating things was that um, at his, you know, at his ending, because what he said was that, you know, church attendance might be really important or something else might be really important because through sermons, Bible study and the topics generally dealt with in Sunday schools, they promote values like honesty, kindness, compassion, and forgiveness, all of which appear to be in rapidly diminishing supply in contemporary America. So the challenge is what other agencies or institutions do we presently have that do this, that promote values like honesty, kindness, compassion, and forgiveness? What other agencies or institutions do we presently have that do this? What will we have left without the churches? What else is there? That to me is a worthy question. Yeah, and I think a lot of things, people are going to say the school system. Oh no, we're not allowed. Yeah. Oh no, we're not allowed. <laughs> well, it's not done anyway. When when you talk about right. honesty and, and, oh, and the truth and so on, and then I, they go whitewashing, you know, Harriet Harriet Tubman and Jackie mm -hmm. Robinson and from Show. books. Yeah. 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 I remember. And honesty is that this was. Yeah, I remember in the late 80s, early 90s, there was this push. Let me go back just a little bit. When I was teaching in Colorado, okay, um, what was what was fostered in Colorado at that time was called values clarification. It was no, promoted as a good thing to do in school is to help 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 kids develop strong values. Okay, and we yeah. were encouraged, you know, it was part of the teaching literature to encourage to, to, you know, promote programs and to have discussions and, you know, all that with the kids about values. And then right at the time when I was leaving Colorado, there was this back to basics mo movement when you weren't allowed to talk about values. We wanted, we want to teach kids how to count change. We want to teach them to read, to write, to do arithmetic. We're not in the business in teaching for values clarification. And so I came back to Boyertown and Boyertown was like 15 years behind anyway. But, um, but um, 
when I came back to Boyertown to the senior high school, which was about 15 years after, after I came back, I went to the high school and I can remember an edict coming down from, from our superintendent at the time saying, thou shalt not teach or entertain discussions about values in the classroom. And I wrote back to the superintendent at the time, you know, the school board said, and the parents have said, and so forth. And I wrote back to the superintendent, superintendent at the time, and I said, that's really, that, that's ridiculous. Our parents, if you, if you sit down with them and have a discussion with them, they want us yeah. to teach values. They want They're- us. To, Two income to households, kindness, and shifts. honesty, all yeah. the Boy Scout things. Do not respond to people who tell you not to do that. You give back. You give back that, no, you're wrong. You want us to teach values. And these are the values you want us to promote. So don't stop us. And it made a difference at that time, I have to tell you. Really? So, wow. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah, imagine. So nobody stopped. Nobody stopped me ever, ever. So, anyway, in fact, those were the important parts of my teaching. And as I've said to you before, I would challenge kids, you know, to to call me on it if what I was doing did not answer one of three questions: Who are you? Why do you do what you do? And how can you make life better for yourself and others? Because all the literature I taught had a lesson in it. Um, even grammar has a lesson in it. So yeah. Anyway, so let's get back to let's get back to Craig's question. What institutions still exist that are going to help adults and children promote, or what what institutions are going to promote those values for adults and children? without the churches i mean for some people you know uh, they find they find it in nature shall we say okay yeah. but a lot of people rely on the churches today or have relied on the churches what about them you know do we have video games that do that you know i was in conversation with with pastor bob from saint lutheran church in and decrying the fact that you know attendance was so low and he said to me, why is that? I said, because technology technology today allows people to be social without actually being face-to-face. It allows people to be creative. It allows people to be entertained without face-to-face church going. It allows people to participate in the beautiful without entering a church building. You're in you're in competition with technology. Yeah. And until people say, like my son was probably one of the first to have a cell phone, one of the first to be on Facebook, one of the first to embrace technology. Today, he's not on Facebook or any social media. Today, he wow. uh, has a phone, but he has not set up his voicemail. And, you know, there are only some people whose messages he will, you know, he will and he will respond to. I mean, and it seems to me he's he's an example, maybe, where someday humanity will go and say, I've had enough of this shit. 
you know, let's get back to real life and real people and, you know, and, and throw our phones somewhere far away. I mean, not totally, but, you know, manage, manage our technology a little bit better than we do technology use uh, a little bit better than we do today. But yeah, he serves in as, as an example for me and perhaps the evolution of the species. I don't know. We'll see. That, that's kind of a famous scene for me. I've been to, in my three years in, in LA and in DC, I've been to plenty of cocktail parties or house parties or whatever. And instead of being with all these people you never met and talking with all these potentially very interesting people, <clears throat> they're sitting around a picnic table outside on a patio, everybody on their own individual phone, not talking to anybody. Get out. And the number of times that I've seen that is like, wow. why are you here? Mm-hmm. Go. Exactly. Go sit in a yeah. coffee shop. <laughs> Makes no yeah. sense. What are you doing? So do we have any institutions today? Not the schools. Not the clubs, not the service organizations, not, 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 not. It's technology. I, mean, I think they do it. for those that are. And they have. I think, they have. I, I think groups yeah. like Boy Scouts of America and the Girl Scouts and so on. But I think mm-hmm. they're like the youth version of Kiwanis. You know, are they struggling in membership as well? Absolutely. 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 And, you know, for now, you know, technology is where we are. And they have, what do you say, abandoned in large cases any censorship of all kinds of things. So, yeah. And I don't know. We're, we're, we're in a really challenging place right now. So, anyway. So that's my, that, that's my topic for today. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it, I think the, the, the benefit of churches having taught morality was that in our day, our younger days, mm-hmm. even though we're different generations, you know, both of our younger days, for a lot of people, most families, Church was also a given uh, activity. Mm-hmm. And especially for the one out in Oli that we went to, there was also a social aspect to it. You're there right was, about they that. They still have the pancake and You're sausage right. dinner and the buckwheat yeah. and, the, and the ham dinner and, and things like that. You're right about that. We have a lot more activities and groups that exist today than then that provided entertainment and social you know, social opportunities. So there weren't sports. There weren't intramural sports. There weren't competitive sports like there are today. There weren't yeah, musical there were sports, they but not the level it is today. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> anyway. So, yeah. So the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So the answer is, I don't know, but it's a really good question. It's a really yeah. good question because we need it now more than ever so yeah absolutely well buddy i think this probably wraps up as one episode for sure we've been going on here for maybe a part one or part two yeah (laughs) and we still have other topics to talk about so yeah yeah 
But uh, what is your schedule like? Do you want to do something else today or? Because um, uh, mm -hmm. it's no. literally after three. No. No. Yeah, it's what I'd like to do is catch up with oh. you maybe again on Thursday. Does that work for you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. T tomorrow, Paul has a medical procedure and that. And, and I have another meeting, but Thursday is open for me. Shall we try again at two o'clock or do you want sure. to do noon? Uh, let me check. Um, uh, Thursday, I have an 8 a.m. That's the, the weekly thing that I do. Okay. Uh, I would love for you to come to that sometime. I think you would enjoy it. it it's, you know what? I think about it. Eight o'clock is a little early for me, but I can, I've seen I you can. texting before eight o'clock already. <laughs> You're busted. <laughs> uh, I, I know you said that before. No. Uh, In the summertime? All, Jeff was it's working. all about podcasting. What? So it, it, yeah, it's all about podcasting creators, makers, writers, whatever. Um, yeah. I'm tempted. Uh, I'm tempted. <laughs> I'm so I got that today. <clears throat> and then I'm wide open. So I got the show. I think the only other big thing this week is me getting Zach into college, even though apparently it started this week and not next week. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm stressed about that. I'm but sure yeah, you are. Thursday's still yeah. open. Okay. Well, I mean, the other thing well, is we'll, we'll both be getting additional financial aid to live that would help pay mm -hmm. bills a lot better. That'd be good. Um, yeah. That'd be good. And All I'm right. We'll give some thought to Thursday. We'll give some thought to Thursday. And I know, I'm, I'm going to look. I'm definitely open. Um, <clears throat> and, but, and I've got yeah. from 930 till showtime in the evening. Okay. Uh, but um, I'll look for that link for the Thursday morning thing. And one of these days I will jump on. Maybe sooner. I can resend it to you. Um, yeah. I'm sure you did. I'm sure I have it somewhere. Yeah. But I have to look for it. Okay. Um, and then you and I, I'm available all day and 10 o'clock works for me on That's Thursday. Do you want to try that? Yep. yep. Can I try 10? And then yep. I know I won't be interrupted by the dog. So. Okay. Okay. Let's we'll plan do. for 10 o'clock on Thursday. Okay. All, all right. right. And, Let's um, do that. I'm not sure what we'll talk about, but we'll think of something. Okay. We've got uh, podcast presenters and, and the mistakes that we make. Let's and, do those. Let's, well, let's get to those finally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's let's good. get to those finally. That sounds good. Okay. Take care right. for today. I will, I will see I'll you um, in two mm -hmm. days. And so then I'm Yergs. And I'm Jane Stahl. And this is Both, Both Sides, sides now. now. All right, everybody. Thanks for letting us ramble. <laughs> <laughs> we do it so well. <laughs> You'll get an extra one this week. Yay. All right, my dear. I'll see you on Thursday. Bye.